0: And Welcome back to The Word Encounter, episode 48. We finished with the book of Ruth yesterday, and today we will start 1 Samuel. Uh, Samuel has two books, 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, and uh, we don't really know who the author of these books are. There are some indications that maybe Samuel wrote part of the text, but ultimately we really don't know. Um, uh, from a timeline standpoint, this takes place on the heels of judges, probably somewhere around 1000 BC in that vicinity somewhere. And uh, what we find out in the book is basically uh, the the nature and character of God is revealed through Samuel, and we find out you know how faithful and how honorable uh, and a man of character that Samuel was. And so, with that, let's get started. So, in chapter uh, one, we see that there was a man from the hill com- country of Ephraim. And he had two wives. It says in verse 2, he had two wives. The first was named Hannah. The second, Uh Paneah uh, had children, but Hannah was childless. Hannah was barren. She didn't have any children. And so we find that Elkanah, which is the man's name, he loved Hannah, even though she was barren. This is kind of a, a similar thing that we've seen in previous Scripture, where the husband with multiple wives loved the one that was barren. And as we have seen before, uh, that has caused some issues, and so we see in verse five. But he gave a double portion to Hannah, for he loved her, even though the Lord had kept her from conceiving. Her, wife, her rival, his other wife, would taunt her severely, just to provoke her, just to, pervert, uh, just to provoke her, because the Lord had kept Hannah from conceiving year after year. When she went up to the Lord's house, her rival taunted her in this way. Hannah would weep and would not eat so hannah was distraught you know uh, as, as far as the time concerned if you were a woman and you couldn't have children then you were like useless and so she's, she's like what is my life worth she's distraught because of this in verse 9 on one occasion hannah got up after they ate and drank at shiloh so they went to shiloh shiloh was the place where the temple was and so they had gone up uh, uh, to uh, uh to worship there and so she got up uh, and the priest eli So Eli was the priest of Shiloh, a Levite, was sitting on a chair by the doorpost of the Lord's temple. Verse 10, deeply hurt, Hannah prayed to the the Lord and wept with many tears. Making a vow, she pleaded, Lord of armies, if you will take notice of your servant's affliction, remember and not forget me and give your servant a son, I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and his hair will never be cut. And so, in other words, she's making a Nazarite vow for her son. She's saying, look, if you just bless me and give me a son, I'll give him to you. You know, I won't cut his hair. I'll just give him to it. Just please let me have a son. In verse 12, it says, while she continued praying in the Lord's presence, Eli, the priest, watched her mouth. Hannah was praying silently, and uh, though her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. Eli thought she was drunk. And he said to her, How long are you going to be drunk? Get rid of your wine. <laughs> Hell, woman, stop being drunk. What's wrong with you? Uh, verse 15. No, my lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman with a broken heart. I haven't had any wine or beer. I've been pouring out my heart before the Lord. And so, and she's like, no, don't think of me as a wicked woman. This is what's, this is what's happening. And Eli's like, oh, okay, I get it. Go in peace. Be blessed, my child. And, whatnot. and so she leaves. And so then... Um, And so it says in verse 19, the next morning, Elkanah and Hannah got up to worship before the Lord. And so afterwards, they returned home to Ramah. And so they got up the next morning, they worshiped before the Lord, they went home. And then what happened? (laughs) Well, then Elkanah was intimate with his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So they got busy. They they got home, they got busy and whatnot. And it says the, the Lord remembered her. Verse 20, after some time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel because she said I requested him from the Lord. And so, she made a vow, she made a request, and the Lord heard her and followed through. <clears throat> In verse 24, it says when she had weaned uh, Samuel, she took him with her to Shiloh. So he grew, she fed him, he uh, he grew. She took him to Shiloh uh, back to the priest. In verse 26, she says Please, my Lord, she said, as surely as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood uh, here beside you praying to the Lord. Verse 27, I prayed for this boy. And since the Lord gave me what I asked um, uh, for, uh, him for, I now give the boy to the Lord. For as long as he lives, he is given to the Lord. Then he worshiped the Lord there. Then he, Samuel, worshiped the Lord there. So she she followed through. She made a vow. The Lord followed through. Then she followed through. <laughs> And then in chapter two, we see that uh, Hannah prayed, but Hannah doesn't make a prayer the way we make prayers, a a petition. Her prayer was more of a declaration, a proclamation. And so she's proclaiming how great the Lord is, how wonderful He is, how magnificent He is, and all this other stuff, you know, and so because she's in in joy, you know, because she made a vow and the Lord followed through and whatnot, and so she's making proclamations about the Lord. And then they went home. But the boy served the Lord in the presence of the priest, Eli. Now, in verse 12, it says, Now, Eli's sons were wicked men. So these are Eli's sons, Eli the priest. They did not respect the Lord or the priest's share of the sacrifices from the people. So if you will recall, what happened um, uh, with, the, with the Levites, the Lord had uh, um, identified the Levites as the priests before him, and the people were to essentially take care of the Levites uh, with their sacrifices and offerings. And so, but Eli's sons, you know, they, they didn't just want any offerings, they wanted it the way they wanted it. You know, they wanted the meat they wanted, the, they wanted their meat the way they wanted their meat. You know, the people would prepare their offerings and whatnot and said, no, 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 I don't want you to do that. This is what we want. You know, and it says if you don't do it, we're going to take what we want by force. And so, um, it says in verse seventeen. So the servant's sin was very severe in the presence of the Lord because these men, because the men treated the Lord's offering with contempt. And so, and so we saw that this was happening. And um, now keep that in mind. And so as we go back to Elkanah and uh, uh, yeah, Elkanah and um, jeez. and hannah as we go back to elkanah and hannah it says in verse 29 eli would bless elkanah and his wife may the lord give you uh children by this woman in place of the one she has given to the lord and then they went home and so so they went up to shiloh to worship and then he tells them you know i recognize because they would go up every year annual uh, sacrifices and worship and so uh they ran into eli says look you know bless you and may you have more children to replace the one that you've dedicated to the lord In verse 21, it says, The Lord paid attention to Hannah's need, and she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Wow. So we see that she was blessed. She was faithful, and then she was blessed. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Verse 22, Now Eli was very old. He heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel, and how they were sleeping with the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. And so his sons were sleeping, essentially, with the ushers of the church, you know, and, and, and uh, <clears throat> this was not cool. And then he says in verse 25, if one person sins against another, God can intercede for him. But if a person sins against the Lord, who can intercede for him? See, and so he says, God can step in for you if you, you know, do things against each other, but you're sinning against me. But they would not listen to their father since the Lord intended to kill them. By contrast, the boy Samuel grew in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people. And so by contrast, Samuel wasn't doing what the sons were doing. He was growing in stature with the Lord and people were taking notice. Then it says in verse 27, a man of God came to Eli. And a man of God told Eli this. He he says, this is what the Lord says. Verse 28, out of all the tribes of Israel, I chose your house to be um, my priest, to offer sacrifices on my altar, to burn incense, and to wear an ephod in my presence. Verse 29, Why then do all of you despise my sacrifices and offerings that I require at the place of worship? You have honored your sons more than me by making yourselves fat with the best part of all the offerings of my people Israel. You see? And so... The people wanted to burn fat in their offerings before the Lord before they gave the meat to the Levites. And the sons didn't want that. They said, No, no, this is what we want. In verse 30, therefore, this is the declaration of the Lord, the God of Israel. I did say that your family and your forefathers' family would walk before me forever, but now this is the Lord's declaration no longer. And so the Lord says, "Uh, Eli, your family, this is what I said but because of these detestable things that you have done and allowed, no longer. Verse 31, look, the days are coming when I will cut off your strength and the strength of your forefathers' house, so that none in your family will reach old age. All of your descendants will die violently. Verse 34, this will be the sign that will come to you concerning your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. Both of them will die on the same day. He's telling me, this is the sign that both of your sons are going to die on the same day. That way you'll know this is for me, Eli. <clears throat> and so it says in uh, chapter 3, uh, the boy Samuel served the Lord in Eli's presence. <clears throat> in verse 2, one day Eli, whose, whose eyesight was failing, was lying in his usual place before the lamp of God had gone out. So before he died, he, or before the, the light had gone out in the temple, he was... He was uh, uh, going to sleep. Samuel, Samuel was laying down in the temple of the Lord uh, where the Ark of God was located. And so we see that they're both falling asleep. And then Samuel hears, Samuel, Samuel. So he gets up and he goes to Eli because he thinks that Eli is calling him. Eli says, no, I didn't call you, man. Go back to sleep. So Samuel goes back to sleep. E- Samuel, Samuel. He gets up. <laughs> he goes to Eli. He says, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not me, Eli. I said, go back to sleep. And it says in verse 7, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, because the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So Samuel doesn't know the voice of the Lord. So he doesn't know who's calling him. Then the word says, then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the boy. Uh, Verse 9, so uh, he told Samuel, go lie down. If the Lord says, uh, go lie down. If he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And so Eli taught him how to respond to the Lord. So if you hear this again, this is what you're to say. Speak, Lord, uh, for your servant is listening. And so that's exactly what happened. And in verse 11, the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do something in Israel that everyone who hears about will shudder. On that day, I will carry out against Eli everything I said about his family from beginning to end. Verse 13, I told him that I am going to judge his family forever because of the inequity uh, he knows about. His sons are cursing God and he has not stopped them. So there's two sins here that that God is telling Eli. Your sons are cursing me and you've done nothing about it. In verse 14, therefore, I have sworn to Eli's family the iniquity of Eli's family. Uh, will never be wiped out by either sacrifice or offering. So the Lord is telling Eli, look, these sins are so great that you can't sacrifice anything to me. You can't offer me anything that will make this go away. I'm going to deal with it the way I'm going to deal with it. And so then um, this is what the Lord has told Samuel. And so the next day, Eli um, approaches Samuel and says, look, I need to know what the Lord says. Tell me what he said. In verse 17, this, this was the message he gave you, uh, Eli. What was the message he gave you? Eli asked, don't hide it from me. May God punish you and do, so so, and do it so severely if you hide anything from me that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and did not hide anything from him. Eli responded, he is the Lord. Let him do what he thinks is good. Think about that response. He's told you he's going to wipe you out and your family out. And Eli says, he's the Lord. Uh, verse 19, Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and he fulfilled everything Samuel prophesied. All Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a confirmed prophet of the Lord. And so Samuel was faithful. He did everything. And the whole land knew what the deal was, that he was a man of God. <clears throat> and so Israel went to war with the Philistines and then um, and, and they got defeated and so in verse 4, this is chapter 4 and verse 4, it says, So the people sent men to Shiloh to bring back the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of Armies. So they sent men, because they got defeated, to bring the Ark back. And, and, and so Eli, excuse me, Phinehas and, and, and Hophni, Eli's sons, went with the Ark. And so then they went into battle again. And um, in verse 10 it says, So the Philistines fought, and Israel was defeated, and each man fled to his tent. The slaughter was severe. Thirty thousand of Israelite foot soldiers fell. The ark of God was captured, and Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, died. So they died in battle there, as the Lord had told them on the same day. And then in verse 17, uh, uh, a messenger came from the battle, and he told, he told uh, Eli, Israel has fled from the Philistines, and also there was great slaughter among the people. Your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are both dead. And in verse 18 it says, When he mentioned the ark of God had fell into the uh, hands of the Philistines, Eli fell backward off the chair by the city gate, and since he was old and heavy, his neck broke and he died. Eli had judged Israel for 40 years. Be faithful, my people. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.